Welcome to the King of All Kings Podcast. Street Vibes. Street Vibes. Hosted by Kenny Caraway and Jason Jones. Yeah, yeah. We are. Well, you guys aren't hearing this live. Obviously, we're recording it live, but you're not hearing it live. It's always something when I intro the show. It's always something, man. But either way, it's Jason, Street Vibes. This is the AI of Jason talking. This is not really Jason. <laughs> the AI will give you exactly what Jason would say. I don't fool. I don't fool with nothing AI or computers, you know, robots, none of that. I don't. I don't do that, man. Only AI I fool with is Allen Iverson. That's it. That's it, man. I don't, I don't have any friends with AI initials, so I don't think I offended anyone. But watch one of my friends hit me up. Hold up, you don't like me? Yeah, man. Well, look, man. We don't do nothing with with AI, with computers, with robots, none of that other stuff, man. Because they're doing too much. They're doing too much, Jason. This whole uh, robots thing. Look, man, they're gonna take over at some point. I don't want to be around. Let's just, let's just hope it's it's a long time. They, they got dudes taking robots on dates. Come on, man. Come on, man. And they just keep doing it. They just keep like enhancing this whole robot thing. Like it's all fun. Like it's all good. No, it's not all good. They're gonna take over at some point. Like I said, I don't want to be anywhere around when it goes down. I really don't. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, you're listening to J Street Vibes. The main man, Kenny Caraway, ESPN 1320, one half of the D-Lo and KC show on ESPN 1320, noon to four every single day on ESPN 1320. And you got Jason Jones of The Athletic in the building. And uh, I think the last couple times, no, 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 we did it after a loss. Last week was when they played Milwaukee. So it, ha- it hasn't been um, wins every single time for the Kings when we record these things. And today was no different. It just seems like they usually they usually win. It really does. I feel like the only time they lose is on Mondays. <laughs> we, need to, we need to stop this. We need to stop having Monday games. And uh, it, it, it was no difference today. They're going to get three Monday playoff games. Watch. <laughs> they lose to the Utah Jazz in Utah. 128, 120, a tough loss. You know, some would even say a bad loss considering who wasn't playing for Utah. Uh, no Lori Marketing, no Colin Sexton, no Jordan Clarkston. It did not matter. The Kings still took the L to the Jazz. Tough loss. I, I you know, it concludes a four-game road trip where the Kings go three and one. And this wasn't good, but I don't know, Jason. It's hard for me to get that worked up over. It was a it was a weird little scheduling thing too with them um, flying back on a what a day in between from DC to Utah, and then they got the back to back tomorrow. So you know, it's one of those things that happened. They just didn't play well though. They didn't hit shots uh, earlier in the in the game. Um, it got started way too late uh, for whatever yeah. reason. You can't give up forty in the first and get like nine or whatever they. <laughs> yeah, I think they had nineteen in the first quarter, and there was some type of stat where I forgot what it was like a seven minute stretch or something like that where they have four points. Come on, man, come on. Yeah, I mean, it, to me, it's another one. You can't give up a 50-40 shooting night to whoever those guys playing were. I mean, I could. I mean, I know who Rudy Gay is. I knew who Taylor Horton Tucker is. I know who Walker Kessler is. Whoever the other dude was, I don't. They were like, I, I, I watched the uh, league pass version with the Utah uh, uh, announcers and my mm-hmm. man who led him in scoring. They were like, here's one of the great player development stories of the season. He barely has played, but look, he's ready. I'm like, who is this guy? Abaji. 
27 points, 8 of 14 from the field, 6 of 10 from beyond the arc. He was balling. He he had a really good game. Yeah, yeah. But I'm going to say it again. You can't – those 50-40s, you can't keep – you got to – can I get a 40-30? A 48-38. Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it came, it came, it came. They win this with a forty-eight, thirty-eight. Well, they, yes, they do. They also win this if they don't go seven minutes without scoring. So yeah. I, mean, I mean, that's that's what it like when when you when you aren't a great team, like the Kings aren't a great defensive team. You will have games like this. You have you will have games where the shot doesn't fall, and if you're not defending at a high level. It's going to result in a loss. I thought that's what happened today. Um, they came back, you know, to, to they were down 25 at one point. Came back to take the lead in the third quarter, but it always felt like an uphill battle, and you were just trying to get to the finish line. It never felt like you had control, even when you took the lead late in the fourth quarter. I think they went up as many as fourth and four in the fourth quarter. Never felt like they had control. They were just trying to get to the finish line. Yeah, Utah answered everything. Utah answered mm-hmm. them. And the thing is, the, the, the uh, games with Utah this year have all been close, even when they, mm-hmm. you know. And so, and what I took from this game more so than the loss was the fact that that defense, Walker Kessler, was playing against Sabonis. Mm-hmm. Ricky did a hell of a job on him. And the reason why I say I take that, because we all know the playoffs are about matchups. Mm-hmm. And for as great as Sabonis is, He's not one of those guys with those crazy, like, 80-inch wingspans. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's the reason why I think a, t- a, a Rudy Gobert would be problematic in a series just because he's so big. Not to say that he's going to shut him down and block five shots every game, but those are the things I'm watching with the Kings now because I'm no longer – to me, they're going to win 50 games this season. They're going to be second or third in the West. I'm not worried about that. I'm, I've now shifted my focus on the Kings to going to the next season, being the postseason. What type of things can they look out for? What type of things are going to be problematic in the postseason or could be an issue? That's what I'm looking at now. I mean, because to me, yeah, they lost you, but you go three and one on a road trip. You know, it's not the worst thing ever. You know, I think – most pretty much every team in the NBA took a three-one road trip. So mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't, you know, over. You know, I think if you if you if you isolate the game and say they sat these guys, so on and so forth, it's a problem. Maybe you maybe you overreact, you go you lose control. But to me, I'm at this point. I'm looking at okay. We know they have a problem. You know, they they can let guards get hot, and you know, defensively, big, you know, kind of rangy bigs could be problematic for the Kings. Cause I, even, even with Sabonis, the Kings are not a big team up front. Mm-hmm. So they don't have that big bully guy to say, you know what? Are you giving my guy some problems? I'm going to go, I'm going to go, you know, you know, I'm, let me get off my man real quick. They don't have that mm-hmm. guy next to Sabonis. So that's what I was looking at in the game more so than the result. Because I'm like, you get down by as big as they were, you're going to run out of gas, usually trying to come back from that, you know, and I know it's not Denver altitude, but it's still altitude. It's still mm. in, in Utah, even when Utah's not a great, they're, they're like about an average team this year, but even when Utah's not great, that place is never an easy place to win. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought they were going to win tonight. Uh, after I, I, I tweeted it out at halftime, um, when they, they were down by 25 or whatever the case may be, and they got it to 16 at the half. And I was like, that's all they really needed to do. I think they're going to, they're going to pull this one out because offense will wake up. 
at some point. And I, I thought they'd, you know, just just kind of force their way into a win against Utah. And they, they had their opportunity. They blew the lead. They were up four, like I said, late in the fourth quarter. And they couldn't get buckets. And Utah had an answer for everything. So I thought they were going to win this game um, from about halftime on. And it just didn't happen. De'Aaron Fox, uh, he did everything that he could. 37 points on the night, 14 to 21 from the field, six of nine from beyond the arc. But aside from him, nobody really shot the ball well. Keegan Murray had 22 on the night. He was eight of 16. That was a good look. But, I mean, Lucas Sabonis, like you mentioned, he was four of 11. Harrison, five of 11. Uh, The bench was super inefficient and not good at all. Uh, Malik Monk had 15 points, but he was four of 15 from the field. Trey Lowes was one of six. Uh, 04, 04 for, for TD. Um, nobody outside of Fox and Keegan really stepped up tonight. And they were, they were missing that one other player uh, to produce at a, at a relatively high level. Yeah, even with De'Aaron, De'Aaron was good in the fourth quarter, but it wasn't De'Aaron. It wasn't De'Aaron, De'Aaron in the fourth. Mm-hmm. He had some moments, but, it, you know, I think, did we have like 30, 32 going into the fourth? Yeah, it sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, he hit a big three in the fourth. They needed like 14 points in the fourth quarter, De'Aaron. So even as well as he played, it wasn't exactly what we're used to from him. And like I said, the way Sabonis played, you know, you, you don't have a chance. You know, De'Aaron gave you enough. Keegan did. But you needed one. You needed one more guy, anybody, you know, you know, to do something. And they just they just couldn't they couldn't find it. They You know, mm-hmm. and every time they did, you know. I mean, I mean, they, 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 you know, they get a little lead, you know, they leave, they leave Kessler. It was a Kessler for a three. And then like Kelly Olenek, they kept on calling him on the Utah broadcast KO. And I had been <laughs> watching, I was watching going between that watching Monday night raw. And I'm like, why is Kevin Owens in Kevin Owens for three? <laughs> I was like, KO for three. I'm like, y'all got, y'all can't call. Ke- that is Kelly Olenek. He is not KO. <laughs> you cannot call him KO. I was so lost. <laughs> He's the third KO. He's behind Kevin Owens and the old offensive lineman for the Raiders and the uh, Jets. You know, what's the name? Uh, Who was that? Osimile. Uh, um, I say I never called him KO. Literally, I think the only KO I ever called was, was Kevin Owens. Yeah, and even that KO was, set, was way behind, you know. So I'm just like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's not one of those games where you go, oh, my God, this is a trend and you freak out, but – you know, the only trend is that 50-40. And if they're not hitting shots, that 50-40 is a problem. They came back, but once you get somebody getting to a groove, I mean, my man probably ain't gonna get 27 in the next three, four games. No, not like I don't wanna I don't wanna stall him out like nah, you sleeping. Um, he's not gonna do that this year. I like Abaji as a player though. I, I think he's a he's a sneaky Pretty good player. I haven't followed him this year. I don't know what his season has been like. I just know him from um, playing at Kansas and how, how much yeah. I like him at Kansas. But, I mean, career – or yeah, he's a rookie. So, a career night tonight, you know, with 27 points. Yeah. And the way he shut the ball. Chris Dunn uh, off the bench, 18 off, and 10. Off the street. And, and my man yeah. was a couple of 10 days. Yeah, Chris Dunn. That that was something that uh, I didn't expect to see with him going for 18 and 10, but he played really well. You know, one of the things that I did like at the end of this game that, um, it, I, I, like I said, for me, it seemed to be just one of those things. The Giants, the, Giants, the Kings couldn't get out of their way, right? They fouled down the stretch. saying that this year, too, the Giants can't get out their way. 
Well, I mean, you know, when you when you let Carlos Correa just just walk and you don't do anything else, the Giants are actually going to be probably better than I give them credit for. That doesn't mean they're going to be good. So, yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing Aaron Judge on opening day for him, though. Well, geez. I mean, let, let let him that look. Neither one of us compete with the Padres. I mean, the Dodgers didn't do much of anything this offseason. but well, Lou, they really didn't have to. We didn't have to. They lost their the whole left side of their infield. That'll be all right. It sucks that my man got, got no Torres ACL, but the Dodgers have talent. They just the talent just doesn't show up in October most years. So, well, I mean, we all know that's the case. But <laughs> when they're playing the Giants, you know, they beat them, but you know, then they go out there and don't hit again. But um, yeah, the the Kings, man, they 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 were. Fouling down the stretch of this game, De'Aaron in particular had a couple, couple calls. He had one foul on Chris Dunn when he was ta- attacking the basket late in the clock, um, and that was another one on a Baji. I would have, I would have wanted. Mike Brown had two timeouts. I would have wanted him to challenge that. I don't know if he still had his challenge left at the time. I can't remember right now, but I, that that was a tough call. Yeah, uh, on a Baji on that. Last and time. another pivotal moment was they get that uh, take foul call. And you, and you missed the free throw. You get the bucket, but that could have been a four or five point possession. Yeah. Malik was like at 92% or something like that at, at one point in the season. It's now down to 88%. That's a little frustrating. I don't like, you know, I don't like my guards missing free throws, but. No, no, I, I nothing irks me more than a, than a guard, a ball handler, especially a guard who can't make free throws. It's like, what are you doing? Go play wide receiver. <laughs> and Malik can make his free throw. Like I said, he was a 90 at some point, but in the last like month or so, he, he's missed a few of them and he's gotten down to 88%. So. All, all the horror and 88% free throw shooter. It's overreaction season. He shoots 88 from the line. Oh, Lord. <laughs> remember, remember the days when I was begging for somebody to shoot 75%? I said, bro, just make 75%, please. Oh, yeah. It was like, come on, De'Aaron. <laughs> please don't go seven for 13 from the line this game. It's like you can't, ask, you can't ask for calls, and then you get the calls, and you're going eight for 14, eight for 13 on the line. Yeah, yeah. So, luckily, it seems like those days are behind us. We'll see what happens uh, in the playoffs. But they've been shooting the, 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 the free throw really well this year. But wasn't enough tonight. Like I said, the Kings fall 128 to 120. Jason, we're going to take a quick break. Um, when I come back, we're going to, you know, pull back a little bit and look at this entire four game road trip this was um was actually it was some good stuff it was impressive it ended in a, in a in a not so um kind way for the sacramento kings but all in all i'll take it we'll talk about that um it's kenny caraway espn 1320 jason jones of the athletic j street vibes we'll be right back 